let's start with, uh, I think I have a title, Parables, Hidden Treasure, and the Pearl of Great Price. You recognize those, maybe the titles of those parables? Uh, But I want to start with Luke chapter 9, verse 23. It says, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and he himself is destroyed or lost? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. Let's pray. Lord, I pray you open up our ears to hear what the Spirit would speak to us. God, as a corporate body, but also as individuals. We pray, Lord, give us ears and give us feet and hands to do what your word is asking us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's go to Matthew chapter 13. Both of these parables are found there. uh, Verse 44. I have them on the screen for you. The parable of the hidden treasure. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Parable number two. They're both back to back. Verse 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Have you ever thought about Those are some strange. I, I think they're a little strange. <clears throat> what do we value today? Some value cryptocurrency. Some value the dollar, gold, stocks, bank accounts. Uh, we check, for those of us 50-plus, we check our retirement account and see how much is there. And uh, When can I actually retire and still pay my bills? You know, that type of thing. I don't know what you think of. But we usually can tell what we value by our, well, I was going to say checkbook, but young people today, they don't use checks. You know, our bank account, all right? I was, not, I was going to ask everybody to raise their hand still use checks, but uh, mine and yours would be up. That's about it. <clears throat> but you can look and see what do we value, what do we put value on in our life by looking at that? Where do we spend our money? Where do we pour it out? Uh, and I read this, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What does it profit if he has all the money that he needs in the bank and his soul is lost? It means, means absolutely nothing. Uh, I, I just, it just came to mind, we need to be praying. I want to stop right now and pray for the folks in Turkey and Syria. I forgot to do that this morning. Uh, would you just bow your heads with me? Let's pray for them. Lord, for this... Uh, earthquake that happened and thousands are missing and many are dead. 
Lord, I pray, I pray for them. I pray for the ones that are, that are still trapped, that are being searched for. I pray for families that lost loved ones. I pray that the, the living church of Jesus Christ will be able to minister to those and bring the gospel where fear, where worry, where Islam can't provide any help. I pray the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ would go forth in those lands. We thank you, Lord. Let the church rise up and help. Help us be an assistance to them. Be with Convoy of Hope that I know is already there and, and working. We ask you to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's, in my notes I have Mount Everest. I taught geography for many years and I, I loved my chapter on that area, Nepal and northern India and and all these things, I would assign each kid in my sixth grade geography class, they had to select a country and do a, a whole big project. I called it the ABC project. They had to take the letter of the alphabet and write a paragraph about every letter from that country. So A, they had to find something that was significant and all the way down. And my favorite was to assign Nepal. It's a little difficult because it's not a large country, but Mount Everest draws thousands of climbers each year to go climb this highest peak in the world. The average, or the average money they spend to go explore or to go climb Mount Everest is over 30,000 U.S. dollars to go to get the opportunity to try to climb this mountain. Over 14 out of 100 climbers each year die in the attempt. And just a few years back, they had an avalanche that wiped out quite a, a lot of them. But still, every year, more and more go back to climb this mountain. I, I think, what, what does it gain them? There's no plaque that they receive unless they buy it themselves. There's no prize at the top of the mountain. In fact, most of them die coming back down off the mountain because they've spent, you know, anyway. That tells you where people today in the world are. We'll spend an orbit, you can fill in the money, amount of money on things that really provide nothing but maybe a pat on our own back. And here in our parables, we see that this guy found a treasure hidden in a field, and it says, for the joy, he went and sold everything he had so he could buy it. All right, so what's, what's that all about? You ever think, what, what's that about? He, goes, he finds this treasure. Why didn't he just take it? He already has it. And why did he hide it again sell everything to go and buy the plot of land where he hid it. All right, here's some background for you. Number one, the rule, rabbinic, uh, Jewish rabbinic laws said that uh, if a treasure was found in a house, and it's like the 50-50 rule, if, half of it, if more than half was on the inside of the wall toward the living quarters, it belonged to the owner of the house. But if it's on the outside... Whoever found it can claim it. 
If it's in someone's field, it belongs to that person that owns the field. So this guy, it says, uh, a man found a treasure hidden in the field. So apparently the owner of the land hired him to go work the land. So he finds this money in, in the field, and he realizes the owner has no idea this is there. Now let's, let's go and, and explore that. They, they didn't have banks like we do today. So they would hide their money so that conquering kings and other groups couldn't steal all they had. They would hide it, and they would, it's like a buried treasure for a pirate, right? They would hide it, but for some reason, whoever owned it died, and they sold the land. Nobody knew that was there, and he comes across it probably making a garden, you know, hired to garden this guy's land. So he hid it and sold everything he owned to buy that plot of land because he knew how valuable those things were in there. Isn't this a little crazy story? But he had every right. He, if he would have taken it, he would have actually stolen it. But So when he goes to buy the land, the owner has no idea that's there or he wouldn't have sold the land. Y'all follow this is getting too convoluted. Y'all okay with that? All right, so he sells all he has. What does this have to do with Jesus, right? It goes back to, he said, the kingdom of heaven is like. So what is the kingdom of heaven? This is the realm over which Christ himself, the undisputed King of kings and Lord of lords, in Christ's kingdom, those who truly belong have formally yielded to his lordship. John 18.36 says, My kingdom is not of this world. This is not the full uh, and final expression of his kingdom, but a spiritual glimpse of what is to come. Remember he prayed in the garden, not my will, yours be done. He, told, he taught the disciples to pray, uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. This kingdom of heaven is a treasure for you and I. And it is not just, um, it, it's salvation in Jesus. It's a, it's a recognition of where we're headed. I know he has a place prepared for us. Jesus said, I go away to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> so he's gone to prepare a place for us. It is his presence, and it, he is preparing a place for us to go and be with him. So the parable here by Jesus, there's a treasure. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is like that treasure buried in a field, and it is worth all you have to obtain. It is worth everything you own to give up and to follow Jesus. The disciples gave everything up that they had, who they were, how they lived, what they owned, their livelihood, their families, everything. They walked and said, I'm going after God with everything I am. And this is what Jesus is telling them. Listen, it is like this guy, he finds this money, and he sells everything, he risks it all so he can have this treasure. It's not about the money. It's not about the treasure. It's about the fact that it is the most priceless thing. It, there is no value we can place on it. You can't buy it from God. He's not talking about buying our salvation. 
He's talking about giving everything up for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Giving everything up for the kingdom that is ahead of us. We see it. We see people struggle. We ministered to a young lady in our church in Holly Hill back in the 90s. And she came off the streets and we prayed with her and took her in our home for a few days till we could get her into a teen challenge. And uh, she left it all. But she didn't surrender at all. She walked away from everything she knew but she never fully surrendered. We put her in the, the rehab, and just a few weeks later, she took off, and her, haven't heard or seen from her in, you know, how many years is that now? Many. She didn't value what Christ had for her. We give it up so easy. I think of ministries that have fallen and people that have walked away from knowing Jesus. And they, they give it up for temporary pleasure, for temporary things, things that don't mean anything. I had a, I had a friend. Uh, she was a youth sponsor with my wife and I. And she's listening. She, <laughs> she still loves me. But um, she was working for a ministry in Orlando helping with the books there in Orlando. Big, huge ministry. And uh, she got involved, I don't know, she got involved in uh, just playing cards with friends and started gambling and apparently it, you know, that was, that was just it. Went down the wrong road. And she saw this money that they were counting and she began to steal from that church she was working in to the point where she was arrested, had to plead, <laughs> I mean, caught red-handed, but just life upside down, lost her job, lost everything, and unemployable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, for, you know, things that don't matter. I think, I think it was a little over... Uh, $4,000, not quite five. Her whole life's upside down for something that just, I mean, what, how bad do we need things? How much more do I want God than I want things? How bad do you want God in your life? How much do you want Him? Are you willing to sell it all and give it up? We value so many different things in our life. That's why I talked about looking at our checkbook. We value uh, vacations. Our family, I love uh, the Rakes family is on vacation. This year it's the last week of June. I'm just pre-warning the church now. Um, because we go and spend a week together at a lake house. My granddaughter is counting down the days. How many more days, Poppy, till we go to the lake house? It's 134. Okay, well, I don't, I don't know if that's the exact number, but, but we we tend to live toward those moments or live toward if I just had this house, if I just had this car, if I just had this job, if I just got this promotion, 
all would be well. No, if I have Jesus and I'm surrendered to Him completely, I have all I need. I have all I need. Does that mean we don't struggle? Does that mean we don't have, you know, we, it's life. But how much more? He said, listen, this guy sold everything he had. My thought is, he sells everything. What if somebody sneaks in there and takes that, right? And it's not there when you get there. But that's not the point. See, that's my fear. He, he found the treasure and said, I'm not giving up. I'm not, I'm not holding on to anything else because that treasure is most valuable. And that treasure's name is Jesus Christ. Amen. That treasure. And we're not taking an offering. I mean, please put the offering in the thing. But it's not about money. It's about surrender. I love the song, I Surrender All. I tell you, when, when I was young and they would play that song, man, I'd just be broken before God. That God, I just give it all to you. Because we strive for so many things. We work. We want to do everything just right. And we want to have all this. And it's all well and good. But man, I want Jesus. And I want him to have all of me. Let's go to the second one. The pearl of great price. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. Who when he had found one of great price, sold all that he had and bought it. Basically, he was like, have you ever seen that show Storage Wars where they bid on these storage units that are abandoned and they take whatever's in there, you know, they bid and watched it with my grandson the other day and he got enthralled by it because you go in, it just looks like junk and they uncover this treasure and they go trade it in and make all this money. Some of us pack rats, you know, that's sort of our vice. We, we think it's valuable, I can't get rid of it. But back in Jesus' day, those pearls were like gold. Like gold. They didn't have all the scuba equipment we have today. That was, they, they risked their lives going down there dive, diving for these pearls. But he would buy and trade. And when he found the greatest, he thought, I'm going to give it all up so I can have that one because it is so valuable. That is Jesus. The world offers all these things, fame, fortune, and, uh, you know, fill in the blank. But to have Jesus is to have everything. And again, I quote that scripture, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul. What does it profit us if we get all these things? Jesus said, my kingdom is worth it all. How many of us have given something up for just temporary pleasure? On uh, a, a little over a year ago, I see a few of you here. We went to Phoenix, Arizona to minister. And we went, walked the streets and ministered to drug addicts on the streets. It was, it's a tough, we, you know, it helped us pray up. That was tough, tough ministry. To go and to see that they have sold everything 
theoretically. They're alive. They've given up their life to get that high. And then they get trapped and they over and over. And we go and share with them Jesus and they have no concept. And we pray that breakthrough in their life. We pray the, the uh, strongholds in their life get broken. But they're at that point where they just give it all up for the temporary. They give up everything. They give up their family. They give up their job. They give up their life. They give up whatever future God has for them so they can have that temporary moment of feeling okay. But it never satisfies. Anything the devil has and offers is never enough. It's never enough. It never satisfies. It never quenches the thirst that is in us. Only He can. Only God can give us a peace in our soul. So they... I, I think about the families as, as we went and ministered to different ones. The families that are praying for their prodigals that are on those streets. We drove by tent cities. I don't know, Jody, thousands maybe in those areas that just lost. The merchant here is seeking beautiful pearls. He's looking for that, that next big thing. There was a couple in Northern California. I don't know if we read this back in 2014. It's how many years? Eight years ago now, nine. And they were digging on their own property, found some rare coins worth over $10 million. Makes you want to dig up your backyard, doesn't it? $10 million. They were gold coins from the 1800s. I mean, this, and they didn't want anybody to know who they were because they didn't want everybody coming and <laughs> jumping on their property and digging. But for 150 years, that treasure was there. Nobody knew it was there until they uncovered it. When we find that one pearl of great price, we give all we have to surrender it all to Jesus. We give all we are to give it to Him. The spiritual kingdom is the most valuable thing in the world. The kingdom of Jesus Christ. We can't buy it. We can't do enough to obtain it except surrender it all. Romans 8.31 What then shall we say to these things if God is for us who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Verse 34. Who is He who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Or what shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We were accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Verse 38, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, 
nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate you from God. However, (laughs) separation from God is our choice. Sometimes we hold on to that, okay God, but some walk away. And it's not like we decide, okay, today I'm going to walk away from you, Lord. No, we, we, we're like Peter. We're walking on the water, and then we see this. Oh, that looks nice. Uh, we get easily distracted or pulled away from following him with our whole heart, with all we are. We, get, we lose sight of what the true prize is, of who we're seeking, who we're living for. Separation from Jesus is our choice. Nothing can take me out of his hand, but I better watch my step. We sang, he is holy. The Bible says, be holy for he is holy. He is merciful. He is kind. I thank God for his grace and mercy, but I can't Say, okay, God, I'll do what I want because I know your mercy is there. No, I've chosen to walk away. Lord, I want to follow you with my whole heart. And God, help me. What did the the man that came to Jesus and asked to be healed, and the Lord told him, "If if you believe. And he said, Lord, help my unbelief. He revealed his own character flaw to God. And that's what... That's where we we come to God with, we fully surrender. God, you know who I am. You know what I, you know my proclivity to step away or do this. God, I surrender that to you. I put my whole heart, my full trust in you. God desires everything we are. In this passage in Matthew chapter 13, the very next um, parable is called the dragnet in my Bible. It says, again, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind, which when it was full, they drew it to shore and they sat down and gathered the good into vessels. They threw the bad away. So it will be at the end of the age, the angels will come forth, separate the, the wicked from among the just and cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. He's saying there's a treasure that you and I can obtain. It costs us everything. It costs us all we are, but it's worth everything that He has. It is, it is worth it. I'm going to tell you now, it is worth it all to give it, to surrender to Him. And just a parable before this, back at the start of chapter, uh, middle of 13, he talks about the wheat and the tares growing up together. And they said, what should we do? He said, God said, I'll I'll fix it in the end. But I tell you, I want to be found pure before him. Surrendered. Giving it all to him. It's... I think sometimes 
we want we want all the promises God has for us, but we don't want to surrender anything. We want all the blessings, we want all the the gifts that God has for us, but mm, I don't want to give that up, God. I don't want to give this up. Surrender all. Give it all to Him. Amen. Amen.